Welcome to the Walk On Mentality Podcast, where we interview CEOs, entrepreneurs, pro athletes, endurance athletes, and other professionals who at one point in their life were a walk-on and talk about how those experiences translate into the real world. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Jackson Mitchell, and I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of the Walk On Mentality Podcast. I'm super pumped this week to have a super special guest on the show, someone very near and dear to my heart, my best buddy, Troy Castle. Troy, I appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's, it's about time. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just had to pay to get on the show, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I've been letting the, uh, the anticipation build a little bit before I let it go come on the show, so... <laughs> With all with that introduction, your your uh, your, your listening audience is going to be let down for sure. <laughs> so let's get into it, man. So let's uh, tell the tell the studio audience where are you from, what's your background, um, when did you first start playing sports? Yeah, yeah, you bet. So um, I was born in uh, San Francisco, California Bay Area. I lived there until I was uh, four years old. Um, and then my family moved to Sun Valley, Idaho, lived there for the next five years or so. And then eventually we moved to a small town outside of Seattle called uh, Gig Harbor, Washington, um, home of the tides. Mm. So yeah, tide pride. Baby. <laughs> um, started playing sports as, as young as I can remember. Um, you know, growing up, I felt like I always had a ball in my hand. And it was just something that bonded uh, my dad and I. And grew up playing uh, just about every sport that I could think of um, and even when we lived in Idaho we got to do all the winter sports so we, we would ski every day during the winter and um, so really got good exposure to sports growing up and um, it was just something that that uh, that really sparked my interest early on and and uh, just something that I put a lot of time into so. right so played pretty much everything it sounds like growing up and then you know, like if we just jump to like beginning of high school, what what were your sports? I know for sure basketball and football. Yeah. What kind of path did you take? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so uh, football and basketball were always always my two uh, main sports, main focuses. Um, and then I also ran track in high school, but I, I kind of used track as a like a training sport for uh, football in particular and. Um, so those I played football, basketball, and track in high school, and then um, eventually decided to pursue football going forward. And so, um, yeah, that's what led me led me down to to SMU, where where you and I met. Yeah. So did you did you have any um, scholarship offers? Did you have basketball looks, football looks? How how heavily recruited were you? Like you know in Texas. Texas high school football is king. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether I was getting recruited or not, there were scouts at the school because it was Texas high school football. So what's yeah. the landscape like in Gig Harbor, Washington? I mean, yeah. there yeah. schools coming through there. I know you dubs up there. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's it's certainly not high school football is certainly not as big of a deal in Washington as it is in Texas, as you might imagine. Um <clears throat> But my best friend in high school was the number one tight end in the nation. He was a five star. He had uh, offers to you know just about every single school in the country. And so, um, even though it's it's less of a of a big deal in in Washington, we had a lot of schools coming through our high school because of Austin. Mm-hmm. And um, you know when they would come through, they would they would also 
talk to me and so I you know I'd get excited hoping that there would be some interest and it just never really gained traction from uh, any of the schools that I really wanted and um, and so I think that they were more just talking to me out of uh, you know out of a out of a way of recruiting Austin's best friend in a way and right um, so long story long answer but no I, I didn't have any uh, D1 offers I had a couple D1 double A offers like mm-hmm. Um, like Portland State and, and Montana State and yeah. some of the big sky schools that just areas that you know schools that are great schools but just not where I was was looking at going and so yeah. um, <clears throat> I, I uh, my family is from Texas and so um, I always wanted to come back here at, at some point and so when I started looking at schools I really um, I really narrowed it down into some schools within Texas and so um, spring break of my junior year in high school, my mom and I came down here on vacation, and and we uh, we visited four schools in particular. We looked at TCU, SMU, and then two smaller schools, Hardin Simmons and, and Howard Payne, which is where my cousin was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an awesome trip. Really enjoyed it. Um, but the minute we drove onto SMU's campus, I was like, this is where I want to be. Yeah, you know. So um, didn't really need to look anywhere else. And I uh, was fortunate enough to get an opportunity and, and took it. So before we even move on to that portion, what position were you playing in high school? You mentioned your best buddy in high school was a tight end, and they were kind of using you as some bait to get him. Yeah, but absolutely. So what, what position were you playing? Uh, yeah, I was, I was a quarterback in high school, and, um, and, and actually my junior year I played a little bit of slot receiver as well. Okay. And so, I mean, I'm – I, uh, when I was looking at schools where to play, most of them were recruiting me under the, like the athlete category mm-hmm. and uh, kind of leaning towards a slot receiver because I mean I'm a I'm a six foot <laughs> six foot guy. And, uh, probably not gonna stand tall. Probably yeah. And sling it. <laughs> probably not gonna be a pocket <laughs> passer at six foot. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I uh, was was mostly recruited as. Um, as a slot receiver, and so that that's actually where I started when I came in at SMU was at um, was as a walk on as at a slot receiver, and um, I kind of thought as a slot there's no more there's no you know more fun offense to come to than June Jones run and shoot, mm-hmm. and so when I was a freshman on campus we had uh, you know Cole Beasley he was a senior at the time and uh, Emmanuel Sanders had just graduated and gone on to the NFL and. Um, Darius Johnson went on to the NFL and so these were guys that were in that locker room that I got to watch and um, try to you know learn from them as best as I could even though I was uh, you know a freshman walk-on that <laughs> obviously wasn't going to be playing but um, it was just it was just guys that I could look up to and uh, try to learn from right so how so how did you go about that opportunity like for me I know when I was pursuing an opportunity, it was like blasting my film out everywhere because I was trying to get just some opportunity. Um, but you know, you had these four Texas schools in mind. You visited them. You knew it was SMU. How did you make the move to say to the coaching staff, like, "Hey, I'm coming here, but I want to play. Um, do you guys have an opportunity for me?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, once the once the recruiting in high school didn't really take off like I was hoping. Um, you kind of had to start uh, selling yourself, kind of recruiting yourself. And uh, so very similar to what you described, I mean, I was sending out my film every single day to new schools and sending, reaching out to coaching staff and sending emails and 
got rejected time and time and time again, you know, right. like yeah. nobody, it seemed like nobody wanted to give me the time of day. And then, um, finally SMU, uh, responded and said, you know, you're not a candidate for a scholarship, but, um, we have a spot for you if you would consider taking a walk on opportunity. And, um, so my, my parents and I sat down and we talked about it and, um, and just eventually decided that that's, you know, where the Lord wanted me to be. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, ended up choosing SMU and uh, yeah it was one of the best decisions of my life yeah so so back to what you were saying about coming here freshman you know you were your position at that time was slot receiver were you intimidated when you were around some of those guys who were obviously super skilled and talented I mean I know I remember when I came on campus and some of the guys I saw and just thinking like man like these are big time D one football players. Like, yeah. it's no wonder I walked on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but what was your what was your initial reaction to you know your first couple weeks on campus, summer school? You're going through workouts, all that kind of stuff. What what was going through your head? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it was uh, it was definitely intimidating. I was nervous. Um, you know, I, I was. Uh, trying to act like I belong, but really didn't feel like I belonged, you know? Um, and so I was just doing the best that I could to, uh, you know, make sure that I was everywhere I needed to be on time on and prepared. And, um, but yeah, I was definitely somewhat intimidated by the guys that were around me. I mean, I think on my, on my visit to SMU, the, I walked in the training room, the coaches were kind of giving me the, the tour of the facility and I walk in the training room and, uh, the first person I saw was Marcus Hunt, who's, you know, six, six eight, yeah. 290 and just absolutely shredded up. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can play here. You know? yeah. uh, come to find out, he's obviously just a, a physical, freak, physical freak. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it, uh, it took some adjusting for sure. Yeah. How did you, what, what was your mindset as to how you were going to make a name for yourself? Obviously you mentioned be where you're supposed to be on time, taking care of business, never being an issue. But what was your mindset as to like, I mean, you're here for a reason. Like yeah. you're here to earn a scholarship. You want to play. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be here if you weren't aiming for that. So, what mission were you on? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think that's a great question and a great point because I think when you you take a walk on opportunity, you're you're taking it with the expectation that, you know, you're going to be ready for an opportunity whenever it's called. And so, um, so my mindset coming in was just like, I'm going to make sure I can control everything that I can control. I can control my work ethic. I control my effort, my discipline, my consistency, uh, my dependability, all these things that, you know, will show the coaches that like, this is somebody that we can trust and that will do his job when he's asked. And so I think that uh, building trust in a situation like that takes time. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in my situation, it took, you know, a couple of years before I was, you know, trusted to, to have a responsibility that was actually on the field on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that, that really was my focus was I just want to make sure I'm doing the little things because I know those are going to add up and make a big difference in the end. And um, just, just making sure that I have all the attention to detail that I can. Mm-hmm. And so for those first couple of years before you were given kind of that responsibility on the field, what was your role and how did you stay focused on that mission? I mean, we both know that the 
the duties and responsibilities of a collegiate athlete are pretty high. I mean, there's there's always something to do, and it, it's a full-time job. So for those first two years when you weren't necessarily seeing a result yeah. immediately for the work you were putting in, how did you stay focused, and um, you know, when did you get that first shot? Yeah, that uh, to be fully transparent, I mean, those first two years were tough, you know, to go from uh, high school to college where you're just a, essentially a jersey number and, mm-hmm. and a scout team guy and um, you know you, you keep telling yourself that it's all going to be worth it but I mean it, it, it can be challenging at times to keep the faith and and know that your hard work will get rewarded and um, you know the kind of the other part of being a walk-on is um, being ready and prepared whenever you have an opportunity or whenever your number is called because um you know, there's a chance that if you're not ready and not prepared, you're not going to get another shot at, at whatever it is. So those first two years, I mean, um, I guess I can kind of run through my uh, my career, I guess yeah. my path at yeah. SMU. So came in as a as a slot receiver, um, was not part of the 105 that reported for two days. So I I didn't show up um, and join the team until the beginning of school. Okay. Um, and so, you know, at that point, that the team has already been together for three weeks and bonded over two days, and, you know, they're well into their season preparation. And then yeah. here's this new guy that comes in, and um, he's just trying to, like, blend in and not stand out. And, right. Uh, so that was me. And so I was, I, was, uh, I was just trying to do, you know, things right and, you know, do the drill right that I was doing. So um, that first year, I just did a lot of watching uh, the older guys and, uh, helping out on special teams and look squads wherever I could. Mm-hmm. In the off season, I really um, I started to to think about like how can I separate myself a little bit. What are the things that I can focus on? So I was starting to watch more film and um, was trying to learn the offense from different positions, not just the slot. But you know mm-hmm. what are the what's the X receiver doing? What is you know what are the different reads and and things like that. And so I was watching extra film and then um, spring rolls around and I was all excited for spring and. Um, I remember day one of spring it was we did some like receiver warm-up drills and there was I kid you not probably like 23 receivers in the <laughs> receiver line I mean deep. it took it was deep yeah it took like uh, it took like 20 minutes to get through this this warm-up drill and uh, and so that afternoon of the first spring practice this is later in the afternoon because we practiced in the morning mm-hmm. um, one of the coaches pulled me aside and was like, hey, we want to take a look at you on defense. And I remember I was like, I was so bummed about that because I was like, man, I just put in so much work in this offseason to get prepared and to just like, just stand out, just marginally. Yeah. You know, just something. enough, just something for them to like recognize like, oh man, he's, he's making strides or, mm-hmm. you know, he can contribute in some areas. And it was like day one and it's just, let's just shuffle him around. Right. And so, uh, Anyway, moved over to the to the defensive back meeting room, and um, you know my approach was still the same. I was like, okay, I'm I'm here, and you know what can I do to help this team? What can I do to help this position group? And um, and so I started, you know, finding a way on special teams, and was focusing on you know what can I do to to get on on the field in, in special teams. And um, anyway, fast forward to uh, two days that year, I was felt like I had a decent. Um, decent camp for the and most this part. Redshirt freshman year. Redshirt freshman year, yeah. So my second year, st- um, moved over and was a safety now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the start of the season, 
they had sent me back down to to scout team, and I was like, man, another year of scout team, right. you know? Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I was starting to get super discouraged, and I was just like, I don't know if this is what I had signed up for, you know? I was hopeful of getting an opportunity, and I feel like I'm nothing more than a jersey number for practice, you mm-hmm. know? And the team travels on Saturdays, and you you're sitting there watching it in your dorm room, you know? What I mean, and I'm like, I don't I don't know if this is and this ain't it. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and the other thing that I like am just sitting here thinking about right now, knowing you is that like when you were studying to be pre med, right? Yeah, so you're yeah. you're balancing all this like craziness in your you know sports world while also trying to balance the workload of a biology major. Yeah. So that's yeah. a whole other element yeah. uh, that we could, we can talk about, but um, but go ahead. Yeah. No, I you're you're right. I mean it it uh, at the same time. I mean it was a lot, but at at the same time, I mean I chose to do that yeah. as my major. Like For sure. I, I knew that going in that it was going to be difficult and. Um, so I can't really, you know, complain about that or make excuses for that because that was, that was my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fast forward to the season of my redshirt freshman year and the first, uh, three games, I'm, I'm, you know, not part of the travel squad. And, uh, I remember going into that fourth week, we were playing TCU crosstown rival and, uh, I came in off the practice field and I was just like, man, like I'm done, <laughs> you know, just like I'm just enough. putting in too much work to just be a practice player. Mm. And I sat down and like took my, I remember this so vividly, I took my gloves off and just kind of sat there and like kind of put my head, hands in my, uh, put my head in my hands for a couple minutes, got up, went to the shower, got ready and was headed off to class and stopped and looked and it was on a Thursday and the travel list had been posted yeah. and my name was on there. there like out of, out of nowhere, like I hadn't, I wasn't on any special teams, I wasn't, um, you know, it hadn't been communicated to me that I was going to be traveling. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I was just like, like I almost broke down, you know, because yeah. I was like, that is the Lord tell me that he's just like not done with me here mm-hmm. yet. And so I got all excited and um, I called my mom. I was like, man, I'm, I'm traveling this For week. TCU I'm suiting too. up. Like, yeah. Skillet. yeah. So I got to suit up against TCU. And, um, and so that was like the first time I even got to put on an SMU jersey, you yeah, know, like yeah. all, all, almost a year and a half into being on campus, I finally got to put on my jersey. And uh, I was the biggest cheerleader you'd ever seen on that <laughs> side for the, for the, uh, the Iron Bowl and uh, ended up traveling. So any, anyway, uh, ended up traveling the rest of the year. And, um, and I remember uh, I was still on scout team throughout the year, but uh, Coach Jones, he pulled me aside and he asked me to be um, kind of like the defensive player's best player for the offense, if that makes yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah. So he would have me put the jersey on of whoever he thought the best defense player was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, that he was at least, um, you know, giving me some responsibility, even though it was just scout team. And so yeah. um, that was enough to encourage me and keep me interested and bought in. And um, anyway, long story short, ended up uh, getting my, we went to the Hawaii Bowl that year and that we played uh, Fresno State, Derek Carr, and, and the Fresno State Bulldogs. And uh, it was like two minutes left in the game, and we were killing them. It was like 43-10. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a kickoff, and this guy's hel- on our team, this guy's helmet popped off. And he was supposed to be in the game, but when your helmet pops off, you got to come out for a play. Yeah. And uh, they had already pulled the starters because the game was in the bag. <laughs> and this guy was a corner. And uh, our coach was like, we need, we need a corner. We need a corner. 
And I'm like, I'm like looking around and like all the starters are celebrating. And I like tap, the, I tap coach O, I'm like, I'll go. And he goes, go, go, go. And so I run on the field and, and line up at corner, like have no business at corner. And, no. and, yeah, and I think we're in like cover four. And I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm 12 yards off the ball. <laughs> I was like, the last thing I'm going to do is get beat deep. And, like, the ball snapped, and you just see me backpedal out of the screen because I was like, I'm not going to get torched deep on the final, you know, the, the last first drive. play of the game. Yeah, and so then uh, immediately got pulled the next play. But um, I think, my, like, my bio the ensuing season was, like, you know, saw action in, in <laughs> SMU's Hawaii Bowl against Fresno State. Oh, uh, my gosh. So that was, uh, that was, that was pretty cool that's greatness um, yeah that's that's kind of a cool story um and then okay so going into i'll, I'll speed it up well now. no i i uh i did want to say like it's crazy and the, maybe crazy is not the word but it's just it's amazing how like right when you are on the brink of just like breaking down or like throwing in the towel or whatever it may be like there's a breakthrough yeah and like you finally get whatever it is that you're you're working for like you obviously worked your tail off for the first, you know, obviously I know your whole career, but just speaking in the story that you just told, like you were working, 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 doing whatever you could, controlling what you could control. Yeah. And you hadn't seen the result yet, but you just continue to keep your head down and work. And then, you know, when you least expect it, boom, yeah. you get rewarded for that work. So it's just, it's great. Um, a great example of how hard work pays off even when you don't see immediate results. For sure. Uh, for sure. And, and, um, you know, one of my one of my favorite scripture verses is uh, Galatians six nine. You know, do not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Absolutely. And so that that kind of became a, um, you know, my mission in in a sense that mm-hmm. you know that it, my hard work will pay off eventually, and it can be something as small as being included onto the the uh, 65 man travel roster something that small even though I know I wasn't going to get to play I got to suit up and feel like I was part of the team and so um, yeah absolutely I think that's that's a great point Um, yeah so then moving on to your redshirt sophomore year. Yeah, then. yeah, I'll, I'll I'll speed it up here. No, yeah, so our red our redshirt our redshirt sophomore year uh, happened to to coincide when uh, the goat Jackson Mitchell came on <laughs> campus, and uh, it was it was hard for me to believe that that you were a walk on. And I'll I'll tell this story really quickly just uh, just because I think it's a great story. But the freshmen were in the uh, the weight room working out, and. Uh, the, us older guys had had just finished, and Ryan Walker came up to me and he said, "Hey, come come here real quick." Ryan Walker is a South Lake Dragon, so um, you know, shout out to the Dragons. <laughs> yeah. And he came up to me. He goes, "Okay, look at these freshmen working out over here. You guys were doing an ab circuit on the track with Mel." And I'll, ne- I'll never forget this. And uh, and Ryan, there's probably thirty of y'all there. And Ryan said, "Okay, look down the line. Who are the ones that are doing the best?" The, that are doing you know the exercise correctly and I looked down and saw all these guys doing the abs and I pointed at you and he goes yep he's a South Lake Dragon and uh, I don't know if I knew that yeah that's the first time I ever saw you was in the in the weight room right there and then obviously uh, you know throughout summer workouts you you can your work ethic is apparent right away you know and so um, I kind of I kind of made it a point to reach out to you and um 
you know, take you under my wing in a sense, even though, you know, now you're somebody that I look up to so significantly. <laughs> oh, but um, anyway, so redshirt sophomore year. Um, well, I want to tell a story too. Okay. All right. So to, to Troy's, you know, reference of the whole kind of taking under the wing thing. Absolutely. I mean, I think the walk-on community, you know, aside from this podcast and kind of what the mission is, I think it's so tightened in. I think that for me, I remember when I walked on, I was like, I wanted to see, you know, who else were the walk-ons. And of course, my mission was always to earn a scholarship and, and make myself stand out. And so, you know, like Troy mentioned, seeing me with, you know, Ryan Walker doing the ab exercises, I, I was watching too, everybody, you know, scholarship, walk-on, whatever. Um, and so I saw the same work ethic in Troy, and I will never forget. Um, I, I really feel like this is where he and I really our friendship really took off was over winter break mm-hmm. um, of my freshman year, his redshirt sophomore year. I was working out back home in South Lake and he texted me and I remember being kind of taken aback before I opened it, just kind of like, you know, I wonder, I wonder what he's texting me about um, not having any sort of expectation, yeah. but he texted me and was just like, what's up, man? How you doing? Like just checking on me. Um, and I was like, okay, like that's really cool. Like, older guy on the team uh, checking on a young guy and I had just finished working out I told him that and I think he had just finished working out too yeah. um, and like I feel like from that moment we were like alright let's let's link up when we get back to Dallas and our, our friendship just took off from there and now this is this is my brother like this will be my best man at my wedding like this is this is my guy right here so um, yeah just a little small tidbit story yeah. that that sticks out of my head but go ahead with yeah uh, 100%, i think it's i think it's cool that um you kind of bond with 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 guys that show the same characteristics you know yeah. that, like you, you want to be iron sharpens iron and you want to be surrounded by um people that are going to push you and drive you and that's what i saw in you and so i knew right away that that was a, a relationship that i wanted to cultivate and um and you know now we're the best friends and um and so that that was that was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to reflect on it now. So, um, yeah. So redshirt sophomore year, um, I uh, was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to, to start on all special teams, and so that was like the first time that I got to see the field on a consistent basis. So um, played in all twelve games, and um, you know, I this is pretty humbling to say, but at the end of the year, I was named the special teams team MVP, and um, and so, you know, going from a jersey number to, you know, a special teams MVP was pretty cool. And Absolutely. Uh, got, you know, was, was fortunate enough to get put on scholarship after that year. And um, and then kind of redshirt junior year was a little bit of, of a difficult year from the team perspective. And um, and then obviously my senior year, we had a coaching change. and um, But overall, I mean, the, the experience was incredible. And... Um, you know, it just taught you so much, and uh, you know, my the majority of my best friends are guys that I met through SMU and playing football with, and um, so those are the things that you remember more than anything. It's just the relationships. Absolutely. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, senior year, go from having the consistency of Coach Jones and his coaching staff to an entire new coaching staff literally from top to bottom with the exception of maybe like, you know, some player personnel kind of, you know, I know Coach DeGaulle was there yeah, and yeah. a couple coaches remain, but essentially 
this is your final go around and you got a whole new staff. Yeah. So how did you adjust to, you know, I don't necessarily know if I would call it adversity. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could a little bit, but how did you adjust to that change um, and and stay focused? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, as a, as a walk on, you're kind of used to proving yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when, um, you know, when a new coaching staff comes in, it's, it's kind of a clean slate for everyone. And so, um, even the guys that had goodwill built up with the old coaching staff, you know, they, they got to come in and, and prove themselves again. And so for me, it felt like it was no different. Mm. Uh, but also at the same time, you're a fifth year senior, your clock is running out. Yeah. And so when a coaching staff is, is taking over a one and 11 team and trying to rebuild the program and, uh, you know, bring in their own recruits, you know, like coach Morris had no idea who I was before yeah. he took over the SMU job. And so, um, you know, at his, um, in the sense that you're, you're kind of starting at ground zero again, but you only have one year to prove yourself or mm-hmm. even, you know, even less, the season is, you know, essentially... It's here. It's, it's like, essentially it's, there. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess my, my senior year was, was maybe not, um, you know, what I hoped for from a personal perspective, but mm-hmm. um, at the same time, I mean, being part of the brotherhood, you can't, you can't beat that. So. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, wins and losses aside... I know for me, like everything that football taught me, the um, you know the summers and time with brothers and fighting through pain, like fighting through adversity and just really the life lessons and stuff. I feel like for me, that stuff means so much more than me to than like you know what our record was over the four seasons. Right. I mean that stuff. Yeah. That stuff in the moment feels huge, but like you know we're a few years removed from that, and it yeah. couldn't matter less at this point. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I I feel you, yeah. but. But I, I just was thinking, I mean, like, I know you you moved around your senior year, too, and I was just thinking about the fact that even then, the same way you were as a true freshman, um, you know, redshirt freshman who got moved from slot to DB after studying your tail off, yeah. same thing happens. You know, you've been playing safety, and then you're moving to like, kind of like a hybrid safety linebacker, but but yep. you have the same, the same mentality, yep. you know, just do whatever I can do to help the team. Yeah. Learn, like, know what I need to know. Whenever whenever I get my opportunities, take advantage of them. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I just obviously watched watched you do and, uh, you know, has stuck with me. So, yeah. um, you know, that's just a testament to you and how you are. I appreciate that. And that, that means a lot. I know when I uh, – you touched on it, but I had – I was playing safety and they slid me down into – um, kind of that hybrid linebacker spot and so um, I had moved into the linebackers room which also meant I got to spend more time with you <laughs> yeah. and I just remember like uh, you know every uh, Friday before games we would have a test that we had to fill out yeah. you know with different alignments and assignments and techniques and um, you know different offensive that. looks yeah. and I was always coming to Jackson's hotel room because I was like dude what do I do dude? what do I do here 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 and then when like when I got in and, and was playing I didn't think of any of that I was just like see ball tackle ball right. you know yeah, um, all the fits and assignments went out the window yeah. just like I'm gonna run as fast as I can at yeah. the ball That's what, yeah you just make a mistake going full speed that's all that matters they can't question effort but uh, but yeah anyway those that, those last six weeks or so were Actually, some of my favorite weeks was getting to, to be part of that group. Yeah. So, uh, season ends, and it's time to figure out what's next. At this yeah. point, 
you know, you're you're almost to the the end of your, or actually, you probably graduated at that point from biology degree. Yeah. So you're still in school, fifth year. Yeah. But what I'm really, really, what I'm getting to is, you know, pro day. Yeah. So, did you pursue going to the next level, and what was your experience with that? Um, so yeah, I did. I did. Short answer is yes, I did participate in in pro day, um, and. You know, I, I knew when I was participating in pro day that I was not going pro, <laughs> but it was uh, it, our last game as a senior was against uh, Memphis Oof. in Memphis in the Liberty Bowl with uh, Paxton Lynch as their quarterback, and uh, it was the probably the worst football game that I have ever been a part of. For sure, and uh, it was absolutely miserable. Uh, ended up getting beat sixty three to zero. You know, I got flagged for a late hit and got yanked from the game. And, <laughs> Uh, got absolutely chewed out on the sideline, and uh, anyway, I, I was just like, "This is not how I want my career to end." And so, uh, and so I, I was like, "Man, I got one more opportunity. I'm gonna do pro day." And I, uh, so I started training for pro day, and uh, the week before, I went into the weight room to do a like a dry run of all the the drills and stuff, and uh, I ran a forty and uh, ran two forties. Wasn't happy with my time, so I was like, "Let me run another." And I ran another and was <laughs> came through the line and uh, lunged for the line to to speed up. Shave off that extra <laughs> yeah, as if it mattered. <laughs> and uh, just absolutely tore my hamstring. And so the next day, my hamstring was just all black and blue. And uh, it was this was a week out, so I, I still did pro day, but all I was able to do was like bench. And uh, I think I somehow was, did the vertical and. Um, so I didn't get to do it, but yeah, I still participated just to be part of it. Would you put up 30 work. reps on the bench? I put up uh, 23 reps, I think, okay. which now I could maybe do one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. So. so that's a phenomenal segue, actually. Oh, okay. So uh, great. now you can do one at 225 so what are you doing now to stay in shape what's your how how has your same work ethic um shifted into your life after collegiate athletics what are you doing to kind of feed that beast inside of you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah Uh, yeah, i mean um i don't know if it's a beast that's for sure but um but yeah i mean when when you play when you play sports your whole life and um you kind of got competitiveness instilled in you Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, once once your your competitive sports career ends, you're looking for different ways to satisfy that competitive desire. And um, I was looking for things that you know that I thought would challenge me and uh, something that I didn't think I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of stumbled upon the the uh, the sport of triathlon, and uh, you know went and bought a, a cheap tri bike and yeah. uh, ended up signing up for a couple Ironmans, not not knowing at all what I was getting myself into and mm-hmm. um, was just instantly hooked on the training and the discipline of it and the consistency and um, so I'd say that's you know that's kind of my new hobby now that now that sports are over yeah it's uh it's awesome I've, I've had the opportunity to watch Troy uh, in a race and like he just said it's like you want to find things that you haven't really done a ton of because you know it's going to challenge yourself you know we Troy and I were going to CrossFit together for a while, um, and that, while it had similar aspects to our training for football in terms of the lifts we were doing, it was also very different in some ways, and I know, so I know for me, like, CrossFit was super 
something that I super loved because um, it was a kind of a new challenge. And then, like he said, I mean, just the the long distance running and biking, like we didn't do that when we were playing football. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had the opportunity to go down to Houston and watch him race. And it was one of the coolest things ever just to see like, not only with my best buddy doing it, but like all the, all the men and women that were out yeah. there who aren't even, they don't look like they're in shape. Like you had people of all different shapes and sizes out there just busting their butt, um, you know, to finish this race yeah. in the triathlons or what a 2.4 mile swim, yeah. 156 mile bike, 100, 112 mile bike, 112 mile a, bike, and then a marathon 26.2 mile run. Yeah. So, I mean, for people to be out there pushing themselves to their limits, doing that stuff, I mean, it's super, super inspiring, cool yeah. stuff. Um, so I think it's super dope that that's what Troy has gotten into. Um, yeah, that, that was, uh, a lot of fun when you came down for yeah. that race and um, you know we we got to celebrate after I was done and get some food and and then we went back to the finish line and uh, you know for for a full distance Ironman uh, you have until midnight of that night to finish the race so you have 17 hours mm-hmm. and so you know you have folks coming in at the 17th hour that have been out there grinding it out all day. all day and so you know to your point like it's in, it's so incredibly inspiring to see them like you know, you got all sorts of people that are finishing this race. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was cool that we got to share that moment, go back and just scream at the top <laughs> yeah. of our lungs for these people that are finishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So when's the next race? Obviously COVID's going on, but yeah. do you have any races on the docket? Uh, what are you yeah. doing right now for training? Yeah. Um, so I'm supposed to have a couple of races later this year. Um, one in, in October in Waco that will probably get canceled just mm-hmm. like all the other ones that have and then another one in, in Cozumel um, at the end of November which I'm hopeful we, there might be a chance yeah um, so we'll just kind of wait and see and then um, and then the Boston Marathon in April so yeah. that'll be that'll be an experience to say the least no doubt um, and so that's that's the hobby nowadays so what are you doing professionally and would you say that those same things you did as that 18 year old walk on at SMU in order to get yourself noticed and in order to stand out. Uh, would you say that you're still doing those same kind of things in your professional life? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, so professionally I work for a healthcare uh, consulting and transaction advisory company and, uh, we specialize in, in valuation work mostly. So, um, strictly within the healthcare industry. So we're doing a lot of um, regulatory driven evaluations for different health systems and surgery centers and uh, physician practices, etc. And um, you know, kind of tying it into the characteristics I I developed as as a walk on. Uh, um, you know, one that that stands out is, is work ethic. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I thought that that was always something that that I could help define who who Troy is. Is it's how hard that he works. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to carry that over into my professional career and, um, you know, in the same way that I never felt like I was the most talented guy in the room, mm-hmm. I feel the same way at the firm that I work at now. I mean, I work with some sharp, smart people mm-hmm. and, um, and it's, it's cool to be around them. And, um, but at the same time, I pride myself on, on work ethic and, and know that, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get a, a project done, just like I would do whatever it takes to help the team in whatever area that I could. Mm-hmm. And so those are that's kind of the, the thing that I would say carries over that and just the discipline and, um, you know, the attention to detail, you yeah. know, little things like that. And, um, 
so yeah, there's definitely a lot of similarities and, and parallels between the two. Yeah. Well, Troy, man, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we, we go way back and I know bits and pieces of your story, but it, it's always great to hear it again, man. So I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, I look forward to, to finally getting the chance to hear your story too. I mean, you've been so humble as the, as the, as the host of this show, but at the same time, I mean, I'll tell your audience how awesome of a story you have. So I look forward to the day when, when, uh, you get to share that as well. So appreciate you having me on. Well, to the audience, I appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, you can follow the Walk On Mentality podcast on Instagram. Um, and we will be back next week with another great episode. You guys have a good one.